This is a WKYT podcast. <laughs> and with that, we start the latest episode of, oh man, that's real loud, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Conversations with Victor and Andrea. Another Woo! spooky episode. Um, okay, that's all, the, that's all the sound effects I can hear. Oh, up. did you there have you the sound effects on? Yeah, I had on? the sound effects on. Well, I can no longer hear anything because I tried to wear the headphones and... I got blasted out yeah, twice. I might have blown your eardrums out. Sorry Just about that Just a little one. bit. We're still figuring things out here. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a work in progress, and I feel like we are making progress. I wish people could day. see you right now. He's got... Like a hoodie on and a shirt and tie, and it's just a really good combination. Like a zip-up hoodie. I love hoodies. I love hoodies, too. Oh, you just mean the contrast of the, now, the hoodie and the tie? I like a zip-up hoodie. Mm. Otherwise, I like a sweatshirt. I don't like a full hoodie. I don't know why. It's a weird... You mean a sweatshirt with a hood on it? You don't like those? Correct. You... Don't like oh. that. It has to have a zipper. Oh, yeah. No. I, I like both. I feel very constricted. Yeah? I don't know why. But a sweatshirt is like comfy and fine. But these you can escape when you need exactly. to. Is that what it is? I got to have an exit plan, <laughs> exit strategy with my, with my clothing. <laughs> Ooh, that... Mm, nope. All right. Yeah, that, that. that sounded right. weird. Uh, all right. <laughs> Landry, what have you been up to? Uh, Halloween shopping in a oh, way oh yeah i'm well we'll talk about this in the next episode i think we're okay. gonna do a whole episode on costumes so i'll save that content for next time but it's been interesting yeah yeah all right i'm excited about that and uh i haven't talked to you really since um my uh mandy and i got back from seeing phil collins oh how was how it that was it was great he was fantastic um he spent the whole time well most of it sitting down he stood up for in the air tonight which uh was fantastic but yeah so he comes out with a cane and everybody they couldn't tell if it was a joke or i think anybody who didn't really know his situation they thought he was playing it off but he's actually had a few back surgeries he's had a foot surgery he's had a whole bunch of stuff and he sits down he's like had had a few back surgeries my foot's blanked and uh he's like but that doesn't mean we can't have a good time and then he just starts into uh against all odds which is one of his you know biggest hits so everybody's like oh he's starting with a big one and his son is his drummer his, his 18 year old son what? Yeah. Is he's, he good? Oh, he's yeah, got to be. He's really, really good. And so, yeah, and, and it was also interesting to me because I've been to a few other concerts recently, um, Justin Timberlake and Bruno Mars, where I felt like the entire crowd was on their phone the entire time. Ew. And this one, not so much. And I think it's because it's an older crowd. I was going to say, it's because and, that that's a different generation. Yeah, and so it was just, it was interesting to see that, except for when the air... Uh, I can feel it in the air tonight, or in the air tonight, whenever that started. Everybody's like, Gotta all have the this. phones came Gotta out have this on. because everybody wanted that drum solo moment where it's dun, like when the dun, drums dun, hit, dun, yeah. Yeah. So at that moment, everyone had their phones out, and that's cool that it's, that's his kid. Ah, yeah, getting that's to do really that. Cool. And so yeah, there was even a neat moment where he, you know, he talked about how his son had been listening to his old albums, and he's like, you know, he found one song he liked, so he's going to play it now on the he piano. He found one. <laughs> that's what he laughed. He's like, just the one. So his son came down and played piano Aren't while he's saying. you looking forward to your daughter growing up and just being like, you are so lame. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching your old newscasts. I don't think that's going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But. I feel like they come around. Kids always come back around, but mm-hmm. they go through that phase where everything you do is just the worst. So, um, yeah, he ended with, uh, well, Susudio, and then the encore was um, Take Me Home. So it was a really good time. Okay. I love it. I love and the it. Yum Center, of course, you know it well from our trip to the, see the Backstreet Boys. Oh, yes. My first trip there. It's a very nice venue. Yes. yes I just was. thought of my favorite thing, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to forget it before we get to it. So remind me. Okay. Here's your teaser. Cheapskate. Cheapskate. All right. We will do that. So uh, this week is part two of our conversation with uh, my friend Benito Cerno. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Serino, sorry. I keep mispronouncing his last name. I am having a hard time because you've talked about him before and you've always called him Benito Serino. So like I know. Well, I never said his last Serino, name. Well, some people are weird about correcting people. Mm-hmm. You know, so he probably never corrected you and now it's stuck in your head one way and it's tough to unlearn exactly. that. So there we go. So I'll, but I got it right now, I think. I just uh, really like him. Yeah, he's a real good guy and very knowledgeable and it's funny cuz I I was contacting him about it. Hey, you know, do you want to be on the podcast and he he said, "Yeah, um how long do I have to talk because I feel you like can if, go. yeah, if I'd said, "Hey, we're going to talk about this for 3 hours." He he said, "No problem." Yeah. So even as it was, you know, our hour long conversation that I split in half, um I, he still had more to go. And uh, this is exciting. We're going to plan to have him back around Christmas because as much as he enjoys Halloween and monsters and stuff, his his favorite thing is Christmas and like Christmas legends around the world and all that kind of stuff. And I love there, it. there is an entire pantheon of Christmas. You know, you just think of Santa Claus, but there, there's a lot more out there, especially around the world. And uh, I think Krampus is maybe the most well-known <laughs> secondary. Right. But yeah, there are. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for him to come talk to us about that as I we get closer too. to Christmas. A lot of people are going to be talking Hallmark movies. Not us. <laughs> Not this podcast. <laughs> So there you go. Nope. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. It depends on who we have on because uh, I feel like we can't get away from them too much. But, I like uh, Hallmark movies. I, I, I do. I know you. I know you. I do. can't help I, it. I, I, oh, trust me. We, um, the our Amazon account, one of the channels that we're subscribed to, is Hallmark. the Hallmark Christmas movies. Aww. So there we go. I love it. So that'll come around. All right, everybody. Here is part two of our conversation with Benito Serino. All right, we're back. Week two. Oh. <gasps> Andrew, you're loving this. I really no, well, no, I, I, you are. It's all tell. new to me, which is really fun. I, I'm enjoying this, and I'm just learning so much. Like there are places I didn't even know existed. There you go. Back Ho- to week two. Hoblick. Yeah. Didn't never heard of that. Yeah, you know. It's but just... I knew Wadi. <laughs> I knew Wadi. But let's explore more territory. Yeah, Benito, uh, you had mentioned the Harrington. Pig, Harrington Lake pig monsters. Harrington Lake, not too far from here. I drive by it all the time whenever I'm My going family, down. My family, I have. Family members with last name Pope and last name Harrington, so oh, I feel hey, very connected to all of these. Um, yeah, most most states have some kind of lake monster. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very common. Ours is the eel pig. Um, I, I saw somebody call it Harry, Harry the Harrington Lake Monster. Which now, is it an eel body with a pig head? Is that's that, correct? All right, um, well done, yeah. teacher. It's, so it's uh, eel shaped body, some fifteen feet long or something like that, with like a pig head with the snout and then a curly pigtail at the end. <laughs> Uh, That's a nice. Oh my god! Um, Is it possible they just saw a pig in the water? I mean, maybe. uh, Some people think you know maybe just an uh, alligator, or there's uh, specific types of fish. I've seen it suggested as as well, but um, it's supposed to. It swims as fast as a fishing boat, apparently. Um, And there's sightings of it since the 20s, basically since they you know they flooded the area to make the lake. but the most prominent sighting was in 1972 by a UK professor, which gave it a little bit more cachet. And so people were like, well, a professor said that he saw it's this alive, swim, yeah. swimming pig monster. But, you know, there's all sorts of theories about like, oh, maybe there's a colony of these pig beasts in the limestone that got dredged up oh when gosh. they, um, you know, whatever. So there's all sorts of different possible. Been prehistoric animals, yeah. Well, or, water. yeah, yeah. Some, or like it's some kind of, you know, uh, archaic beast like your... Uh, uh, Coelacanth or whatever <laughs> that suddenly pops up, oh like in, in the movie Piranha. Yeah. yeah, they all came, you know, out of the underwater. Lake. Well, the water's yeah. so scary; it's such a mystery to us still. And that water is very dirty and hard to <laughs> see very far in front of your face. So it's like it's so scary; you don't know what's coming at you. I remember when we when I was young, we'd go to Cave Run, and, and they'd tell us, "Now watch out! There's 
40 feet catfish. My mom says yes. this yeah. all the time. Down, yep, down in that's, Cave Run Lake. Yep, that kind of story is very common too. Yeah, the giant catfish. And I would worry about this giant catfish. I do too. Yeah. Um, I still do. Wait, tell me, tell me about the devil monkeys. Oh, uh, devil. Well, there's not. I mean, they're monkey-like creatures that run around and they make mischief. Okay. Yeah, All right. That's that's pretty much it. Um, oh, you want to know? Like, you're asking about like more credible, believable mm-hmm. ones. There's the uh, the Milton lizard, which is just a giant lizard. <laughs> um, so, like, this is one again where it's like really one instance of a specific sighting in 1975. Somebody saw what appeared to be a 15 foot monitor lizard in uh, Trimble County. And they described it as having big eyes similar to a frog's. Beneath its mouth was an off-white color, and there were black and white stripes crossways of its body with quarter-sized speckles over it. And then there, there was a whole... There were conjectures about, like, oh, maybe um, some eggs. Because it, there was, it was somewhere near, like, a... There was, like, a, a junkyard or something, and somebody thinks that maybe one of the trucks in the junkyard had lizard eggs in it from, like, out west and where monitor lizards would be and that they had gotten transported here or something. So, yeah, maybe someone just saw a big lizard. I don't, I don't know. But, um, I like the one. zebra stripes, and, though. That's... And then... Um, nice touch. There's also uh, a very Kentucky, uh, the meth hogs. <laughs> no! No! Uh, yeah. That sounds oh, like the name of a, no. uh, of a club that you, you know... Yeah, and like I mean... a gang. You, Watch out for the meth hogs. Yeah, I mean, you, oh. can, you, can, you can probably guess... They're, they're wild boars. Pigs that got on meth. They got, yeah, the um, like the, the waste from meth labs, they consumed it. This is the they, most credible to me and they, thus and they, far. They, they <laughs> mutated into giant, like, thousand-pound hogs. We've done stories oh, on these Were there stories of, like, the meth gators? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Florida, 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 yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the meth gators. That really, that I mean, was, everything happens that in Florida. Florida. Yeah. Um, so these, but these, but this predated the meth gators. This is the meth hogs. Yeah, meth hogs. Yeah. Um, those are the main monsters one. You guys want to you guys want to talk about ghosts? Oh, I'm, yeah, we're all about um, some ghosts now. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, unfortunately Louisville gets most of the good ghosts uh, to the point where like they advertise the old Louisville neighborhood as America's most haunted neighborhood. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, they've got most of the good stuff. Waverly Hills, of course, I think is probably the most famous. I think, you know, people know it was, it was a tuberculosis hospital. Um, from 1910 to 1961, the story goes that it was closed down for like poor treatment of patients and that I've kind of stuff. I've been there. It's yeah, they do lots of ghost tours there. It's supposed to be very haunted. What was it like uh, when you were inside, Andrew? Oh, I mean, I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also dark and you know, yeah. Late night and you're, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, there's the there's the shoot where they threw the dead bodies down and mm. like the secret tunnels underneath or whatever you know and so there's all the people see different things you know uh shadow people and someone what do i have someone pulled someone's ponytail on a tour or whatever you know and you can hear children running around and that kind of stuff so you know it's just general kind of spooky, the mind does crazy spooky. things yeah exactly dark, yeah, yeah but kind of general sp- spooky building place but yeah it's that's probably the most famous haunted um, place. Lexington's got plenty of uh, ghost things, you know. So we have like, ghost walks during yeah, Halloween yeah, for people. sure. There's there's enough to support those, right? Like you've got historical buildings, like you can ghost of Mary Todd and the Mary Todd Lincoln House, or uh, ghost of Henry Clay at the Ashland Estate, or whatever. Um, there are two I need to ask about because my high school is reputed to be haunted. Yeah, I'm sure. West Jessman, do you know anything about um, that? I don't. Okay. Yeah, inform us, Andrew. Well, I don't know. I never Who like would haunt all that I would ever hear is that we were we had a very haunted high school, but I never really got the backstory. It was just like something I'd always heard, but didn't really the ghost of Andrea get the Walker's context. Youth. Well, there was also um, a ghost trail out at um, 
the horse park. Yeah. I think they do some stuff where there's a woman that's uh, apparently shows up in, in the mirror or in a window and you can see her and she, like it was just they knew how tall this woman was and there was no way that you would be able to see her from where she was standing in the mirror so she had to have been floating and if they had a really cool little tour out there that I, I did a story on that and it was fun. Nice. I feel like any sufficiently old building is going to have ghost stories around yeah. it. And, you know, Lexington's got no shortage of those. And I'm probably not in Lexington, but nearby Richmond has uh, Whitehall, the Cassius yeah. Clay estate, which is has ghost tours out there as well. Um, probably the most famous Lexington ghost, from my experience at least, is um, Constantine Raffinesque. Do you know this story? Transylvania. Transylvania. Oh, yeah. There you go. This... Look at me. I've done this story too. So yeah, maybe you... I have done a few yeah. stories on, oh, wow. on theme there, for Halloween. There you go. So like if you, yeah, I, anyone at Tran, anyone at Transy knows this story. Mm-hmm. They have um, Raff Week. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. And so Ka- uh, Constantine Raffinesque was absolutely a real person, right? 100% historical, super important and scientist, right? Like he came up Caesar with- Caesar real, as you would put it. Yes. Um, as we say on more than that. On we, uh, Benjamin Harrison reel, okay. as, as we call it, where it's someone who was um, in like not living memory, but you know much more recent modern times. Um, so yeah, he was uh, he developed a theory of evolution before Darwin did. Um, he wrote ethnohistories of the native people of the Ohio valleys. He's got lots of species of plants named after him. Um, he's really important, right? Uh, very accomplished, absolutely real. Um, where the legend starts to come in is when you hear about his behavior, the idea is like uh, he was more favored by the students than by the administration mm-hmm. at Transy. He started teaching there in 1819. Uh, he taught he taught botany, of course, which was his main thing, but he also gave private lessons in French, Italian, and Spanish. Um, he apparently would skip classes himself um, <laughs> because he liked to look at nature. And he also had pretty progressive forward-thinking ideas that the administration didn't super like. Also, possibly he was sleeping with the president's wife. And so <laughs> right. um, that brought him into conflict there. And now um, we know why he's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, the story is he had a heated argument for whatever reason with the president of Transy, Horace Holly, in 1826. Um, so Raffinesque was uh, fired and as he left, he cursed the school, and uh, the, the exact words he says were, uh, damn thee and thy school as I place a curse upon you. Nice. Um, and so soon, Holly was removed as the president of the college. The state cut off funding to the university. Stuff happened after yeah. this. And then after that, he died of yellow fever. Then two years later, the school's administration building burnt down. This Seriously. Yeah, and the only thing that was left were Raffinesque's papers. Yes! Oh! Yes! Um, I have... Oh, I love this. <laughs> uh, seven years later, they built uh, the new building, Old Morrison, which is obviously uh, still there. But it was it was halted because of the cholera epidemic. If you remember that, um, the Lexington cholera epidemic. That's one of my favorite local stories about uh, William King Solomon, the town drunk, who was the only one who didn't get cholera because he didn't drink Heck water. Yeah. <laughs> and so he the was town drunk. <laughs> so he was able to he was able to bury the. The bodies. What is he his avoided. name? Because I may his, name my his, first child. His, his name is William Solomon. But they, call, they called him King Solomon. He was he was a <laughs> white drunk. he was a white man who was a slave owned by a black woman, and um, so he's I mean he's real. Like his body is in oh I, I want to say Lexington Cemetery. Um, you can go and find his grave. Speaking but he, of bodies, but he only drink alcohol. Yeah, and as so, a result, and didn't so, get yeah, cholera. cholera's that's passed hilarious. through water. That's that that's the part that's a little more legendy. But <laughs> okay. yeah, I mean he was a real person who absolutely <laughs> did bury. 
<laughs> dozens and dozens of bodies are in the cholera epidemic. Anyway, uh, getting back to Rafinesque. So the idea is that every seven years on a cycle, something terrible would happen at Transy. Someone would die. A, a building would suffer damage or whatever. So... In 1840, to try and stop this cycle, a secret society on campus called the Hemlock Society went to go dig up Raffinesque's body from a, a pauper's grave where he was buried in Philadelphia. And they, were, they brought the body back to transient... Uh, oh, sorry. Raffinesque died in 1840. This happened okay. in 1924. That, okay. I was like, that, <laughs> Wait, those numbers aren't right. Yeah, so in 1924, this society goes to get his body, and the body's still there. It's there in a crypt in Old Morrison. At Transy. Um, at Transy. I've seen it. Yeah. I've you, been in there. Um, and so they brought him home, and did everything stop after that? Well, hold on. Okay. So th they not only did that, they on his tomb, they inscribed the words, honor to whom honor is overdue, which tr really trying. But... Uh, no, the cycle continued. Suicides, murders, strange fires on campus, uh, more or less unabated every seven years or so. And um, and there was another big fire. Old Morrison um, suffered fire damage in 1969, and the entire building was gutted by flame except for, yes, his, the tomb his, of Raffinelli. Can you believe yeah. this? Like, uh, it's so awesome. There's not a movie of this. Yeah. Uh, that's why I got so hyped when he said it. I was like, <laughs> yes! Um, and so according to firefighters on the scene, the fire formed a wall of flame that ended at the entrance to the crypt and the doorway. They saw the figure of a man who laughed derisively disappeared into the flames. And then once the fire was put out, they went into the crypt and it was cold inside. Um, and so uh, they continue to pay um, homage to Raffinesque or Raffi as they call him or Raff. And one of the campus eating halls, the Raffskeller is named after him. And they have the whole, yeah, they have the whole week leading up to Halloween. There's a whole thing where there's like a, I think a raffle where somebody gets to spend the night in the crypt yes, with the yes, two. Yes, and, um, <laughs> I talked to somebody that stayed in it. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, wow. well, if they did all this, they've rescued his body, they've done all this honor, why is there still this cycle of um, scary things? Well, apparently, the pauper's graveyard the um, where he was buried was uh, p the bodies were arranged in such a way that there might be um, up to six people in one grave. So they got the wrong they body. They got the wrong. So it seems that there could the, be parts of him in there. Yeah, the Hemlocks came back with the body of one Mary Ann Passamore and not oh, Constantine no. Raffinesque. Oh, yeah. So that's that's the story there. That's um, from my experience. That's probably the most the best known Lexington ghost. But oh, it's the. That's pretty good. It's so good. But it's just that, like, it's legit. I need to look up, because I used to know when the next one was going to be, Ooh, yeah. if we follow by the seven-year thing, and we should definitely do a story on the seven-year. Or at least just keep an eye out, honestly. like and Something bad, yeah. And just say, like, because what a good tag. Oh, by the way, Raph's curse. Hashtag Raph's curse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. Uh, um, it is. Here's another one I want to talk about. This one's not from Lexington, but this is another really famous one. Um, one that would, especially among ghost people, is very well known. Uh, Bobby Mackey's Music World. Are you familiar with this? It is a, it's a, um, it's a honky tonk in front, owned by Bobby Mackey, who's a country music star. It's in Wilder, Kentucky. Okay. Uh, it has a hell mouth in the basement. <laughs> a what? A portal to hell. It has a portal to hell in the basement. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so how did this story start? <laughs> so this one has a very, this. this one's got a complicated history okay. and, and I think, and, and you need to understand 
um, most of what I'm about to say is not historically true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, uh, nevertheless. We're with you. Nevertheless. Okay. So the location, it was originally a slaughterhouse in the 1850s until the 1890s. And there was a basement in the building that had a, a drain and they would pour like the animal refuse and yeah. blood into the, into this well in the basement. And, um, then it was abandoned in the 1890s and according to legend, an occult group would perform rituals there and they would dump their sacrifices down the well, right? So we've already got hundreds Going probably, yeah. hundreds of dead animals, uh, human sacrifices, I don't know, who could say? Um, and then apparently a member of this cult uh, murdered a pregnant woman after they... Uh, after they performed a, a botched abortion with dental tools on her. Sorry, this story is upsetting. So, uh, <laughs> oh I'm my just, God. Um, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to any... Uh, we'll, we'll put a warning out there. Yeah, I was this is a very spooky episode. Sorry to any normal people listening <laughs> to this episode. <laughs> I know. Um, oh, they, they tuned out long ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so okay. So they, tr- they tried to use dental tools to perform an abortion. They failed. They cut off her head oh, okay. and they dumped her head in the well. Um, and it says he never confessed to where he hid the, uh, the dead because he feared the wrath of Satan. Um, then anyway, in 1920s, the site became a speakeasy where who, who knows how many murders might have occurred in of there. Of course, yes, um, according to legend. In the, in the 30s, it became a legitimate tavern and casino, but the owner was pressured out of the place by the mob, so he cursed the place and committed suicide. Uh, the, the daughter of that owner of the club fell in love and became pregnant by one of the singers in the club. And when his father found out, he used his mob connections to have the singer hanged from the rafters in the dressing room. Let me know when this starts getting into actually happened. Um, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the daughter poisoned herself in the now infamous basement. Oh. Uh, the club was closed in 1978. After bad number, stuff happened in the uh, basement. Yeah, exactly. That's where the Hellmouth is. Okay, the por- that makes portal sense. The portal to hell yeah. is there. Um, it was closed in 78 after a number of fatal shootings on the premises. And then finally, Bobby Mackey, popular country singer from northern Kentucky, he bought it. Um, turned it into a honky tonk. It's still that a, actually happened. Yeah, that that, that part yeah. that part is absolutely true. Here we are into real fact. You can go there. You can ride the mechanical bull. It's, it's there. Oh, I want to visit um, that place. They now. have they have a sign. They have a warning outside by the ticket Don't office. Go to the basement. No, it's well. It's just like warn because it's not just the basement. So it's it's Whole a places. huge it's a huge sign that's like warning. Enter here at your own risk. People have experienced ghosts. It's it's a whole oh thing. My yeah. Gosh. Um, so well, now I kind of want to go. Yeah, well, so when when uh, one of the employees told uh, Bobby Mackey that, he was like, hey, man, this place is pretty haunted. He was like, okay. And he went and sprinkled holy water over the well. And that just made it angrier, apparently. Oh, um, and so the most, um, there's a number of places where people have experienced ghosts. The, the most common place that I'm aware of is the bathroom. Um, and there, there's apparently a ghost of a man in a cowboy hat who will pop up in the bathroom and has done physical violence to people in there. And in fact, in 1994, a guy sued Bobby Mackey's for being attacked by the bathroom ghost. But, um, you know, obviously the case was dismissed. But, <laughs> what? Um, but, uh, yeah, well, how, and how are you going to get money from a ghost? Yeah, exactly. That's right. Those you get money from damages. Bobby Mackey. Well, that's that's not Bobby Mackey's responsibility. I mean, Bobby Mackey's legally. Bo- I mean, Bobby I Mackey sprinkled that holy water. I feel like it's due diligence. He to, did what he could. Yeah, Honestly, exactly. it's his fault. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you can't. And how are you going to get a ghost lawyer? That's the other thing. You're going to have to find a ghost lawyer, a ghost judge. It's got to be yeah. tried in ghost court. Yeah, you got to go. To ghost I. Court, I yeah. I was told that the ghost appointed Bobby Mackey's lawyer to be his lawyer. It's like in the WWE when Hornswoggle um, got upset at DX and he took them to Little People's Court and they had to go under the ring and there was a little judge, there was a little jury. Very similar thing. You have to go get a ghost judge. 
uh, yeah. I'd imagine there are some ghost judges it's, around here. I mean, it's very much like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so yeah, I wanted to make sure. That, so that's one of my favorites. But I mean, Bobby Mackey's is it's really Bobby famous Mackey's and flourishing today. You know, and, uh, it's wild. I had an ex that really liked the show Supernatural, and I think that's why I know what some of this uh, stuff yeah, is that yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about because I would just passively watch it sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah, if you're they doing talk a show about like cryptids that, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can. There's, and like portals so to hell material. and all that kind of stuff. The Hellmouth, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer also yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, they had a Hellmouth. Yeah. The right. their their city was yeah. Um, I don't. Do we want to hear some of these Louisville legends? Sure, a couple more. We, we we probably got about another. I'd say okay. five to seven minutes. Okay, okay. Before cool, Andrea cool, has cool. to go run on set. Um, so let me just. I'll, I'll just. I'll hit these quick. Then I don't. I'm I real don't, good at reading. So, so I uh, can probably just go down there and do it. All right. <laughs> 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 um, so Louisville has what's called the witch's tree, which is like a really gnarled. I think. Oh, it's I've a, heard. Of I think this. it's a maple tree, and like people hang trinkets and things on it. The mm-hmm. story is that like witches used to. Um, go there and like do rituals and then the city uh cut down the tree and so they they cursed the area and they said 11 months watch out and then 11 months later like the worst tornado would ever hit louisville touched down and a lightning struck the stump of the tree and mm-hmm. then the current tree grew up immediately through uh, that yeah um so anyway that yeah. the, marvin bartlett did a story on this on spirit of the bluegrass nice it's really good there you go yeah. there you go which is tree right. um another one uh that is possibly tied to um a famous British monster, um, Springheeled Jack. This well, kind of like the, Jack, it's kind yeah. of like the most famous English monster. It was a guy, a guy or a demon or something who could bounce around like he had springs in his heels, right? Um, and there were, and so like in the 1800s, there's all these sightings. He became a hugely popular character with like and like the Penny Dreadfuls and things about him. But uh, he was sighted in Louisville in the 1800s, uh, 1880. They reported a tall and thin weirdo hopping around, <laughs> ripping off women's clothes. Um, <laughs> and then he eventually uh, he escaped. Um, he was uh, described as wearing a strange helmet and a cape and having an eerie blue light that shone like a flame from his chest. And that might be related to a similar creature they have in Louisville called the Demon Leaper which is described as being basically like a gargoyle. It's sighted on the roof of the Walnut Street Baptist Church, and it um, has wings and can fly and jump and such. I have a question. Um, okay, so Fancy Farm. Apparently there's a thing called, have you heard of the Liar's Tree? No, I don't know that one. Okay, so apparently like it's this tree that is like cursed that has been struck by lightning multiple times. And they ended up calling it the liar's tree. And they would have all the politicians come give their speeches under the liar's tree. Wow. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I, Bill knows a lot more about that. So maybe we'll have him tell us that story at some point. But I was like, you might know. That's I keep asking him things that, you know. No, I like that. Well, there's just, there's a lot. I mean, you, oh, you, I know, you know, I know. every single town has its own thing. In, um, in Powell County, the Native Tunnel, we'd go up there at night. We'd turn the lights off. And supposedly you could hear stuff or see mm-hmm. stuff. There'd be, you know, monsters crawling around. And so, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've enjoyed this. Nice. Um, let me do just I want just quick hits. Yes. So also... <laughs> Honorable mentions. In, in Cherokee Park in Louisville, the statue of Pan comes to life at a full moon and makes mischief. I didn't know that, but um, I have seen that statue, there, all right? There's what they call the he- Headless Woman of Iroquois Park, who is a headless ghost and walks around. Hot Rod Haven is an area, Mitchell Hill Road, and there's a couple who crashed there, and there's ghosts down there. Then in Prospect, outside of Louisville, there's Sleepy Hollow Road that's very famous for a number of things. Most famously, there's a ghostly hearse that will drive your car, like ram your car off the road. Um, there's They also have what's called a crybaby bridge, which is one of those things where if you drive across the bridge and roll your windows down, you can hear Here. babies crying. It's supposed to be because people threw their unwanted babies <laughs> off the bridge. Oh, my God. Um, there's stories of satanic rituals there. my dad... A police officer who knows that 
would call stuff the crybaby bridge and now I'm yeah. like I never maybe he no, actually yeah. worked those kind of cases and like uh, I don't know a lot of a lot of cities have uh, crybaby bridges but so Sleepy Hollow Road has a number of things people that people have reported lost time there and blah 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 uh, let's see there's the hanging man of the Allendale train tunnel which is in Ellesmere um, it's a tunnel and people see a ghost of a man hanging uh, the witch girl of Pilot's Knob that's a pretty good one it's a little uh, girl that she was. She and her mom were burned as witches and then to protect themselves they put the girl in a steel lined coffin encased in concrete and covered in gravel and then surrounded the grave with a wrought iron fence made of white crosses and so her ghost is supposed to pace around inside that area and even worse outside there's a creature they call the Watcher of Pilot Knob who, also, who is apparently trying to snatch the soul of the girl away, but is also fended off by the fence of crosses. Is, um, that, is that fence still there? Yeah, it's there. So that, yeah. that so they actually buried those people? Well, I don't know that uh, that's what's actually in there. There, okay. it, there is, there is, a, there fence. is a, a fence around a grave that is said to be the witch girl's grave, yeah. Wow. Um, let's see. Uh, div- what is it, divining rods? Divining, divining rods, yeah. Divining, divining rods, yeah. rods. Do you think those work? Because they had uh, me no. use them at the horse <laughs> yeah, park. No, like, <laughs> yes, they do. you did. believe that they do work? <laughs> I was holding them! <laughs> But here's the thing, I, you know oh what, my, growing see, up... See, this is why I'm into it, because I'm so gullible. I'm like, a lot yes. of my family believed in that stuff. They'd be like, oh, look at this, I'm going to figure out the, Oh, I 100% the water believed is. it, and, and this was only a couple of years ago. I mean, there are people who still do that kind of stuff, yeah. No, yeah. but, um, you know, just because, just because I don't believe it's real doesn't mean it isn't. That's okay. right. There, there you go. go. And so, almost, almost to the end of what I have, but I want to talk about Elsewhere, Kentucky, which is a city that no mm-hmm. longer exists on the map. Uh, it was supposed to have been basically wiped off the map in a literal and metaphorical um, sense because in 1936, the school teacher poisoned all the kids in the school. And then uh, subsequently, anybody who tried to go into the schoolhouse disappeared. And one time they went in and just found bones, whatever. So uh, that's this whole urban legend about Where this. was it? Okay, no, I need to hear about this now. Where where, where was it? Um, near? What was it near originally? I, um, I tried to find that. I don't. Um, it literally is, doesn't exist yeah, now. Yeah, it doesn't so. exist. So, yeah. Like well, I, when, uh, I don't you know, know like what um, year this supposedly was? Uh, 36, 1936. Oh, um, and apparently the town, well, so according to what I found, April 2nd, 1953, the town was listed in the Courier, Courier Journal as abandoned for health and safety reasons. I don't know if that's true. They, I, I found that written. I, I don't know if that's true. Um, I think that story is pretty interesting. But um, I want to hit. Just a couple it's almost like Silent a couple, Hill. A uh, couple of witches, because Appalachia is full of witch stories, right? You got witches, you got witch men. And um, so, like, Harlan was invaded by witches in the 1850s. Nice. Um, uh, began with cattle dying and hairballs being found in them, whole, uh, hide hole, but the inter- internal part shot to pieces. Um, anyway, uh. so people were walking around with their pockets turned inside out. That's a way to protect yourself from witches. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. You show that you don't have anything. Yeah, I guess. You're like, look um, at Don't. I feel like that's more for pickpocketers. <laughs> um, and then, and then you get all sorts of specific like which which people. Um, I uh, one I like because he's got a great name is uh, Johnny Booger. <laughs> um, Johnny Booger, who lived in Hazard or uh, Knott County, maybe. Um, and I bet they, Jim knows him. Uh, <laughs> I think Wes Barb about Johnny Booger. Yeah, she's from yeah. Um, and so yeah, I mean maybe. But I mean, apparently it's a popular story out there. Jeff like, Anderson. Everyone's he like, everyone's like, oh yeah, my grandma knew Johnny Booger. Or whatever, Hold on. You know, he was a witch. Um, Warlock. All right, yeah. yeah. Ask, ask Jeff. Andrea has gone. All right. <laughs> um, and so yeah, the idea is he could make inanimate objects move, and he could kill chickens by pointing at. Them. <laughs> <laughs> and the chicken would just die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he could make sheep appear 
and disappear by waving his hand. He made a bed walk across the floor. Um, and then also there's a guy uh, who might be from Virginia, but he might be from the, the border area. I can't tell. Named uh, Devil Bill Boggs, which is another excellent name. Devil it, Bill Boggs, all right. Devil Bill well, Boggs. we've got one listener for the podcast this yeah. week. He's like, I haven't heard of this, but I'm oh, okay. afraid to go in there now. Uh, go <laughs> Apparently Johnny Booger could point at a chicken and make it die. Yeah, that was the story. And then he could, he could make... Uh, he made like a bed walk across the room and that kind of stuff. He could make sheep appear and disappear. That's we're gonna ask Barb about it. She knows it. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh, Barb! Spooky stuff. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but you uh, missed the meth pigs. Yeah, it's true. Meth pigs? Yeah. Get ready for that. That's episode one. I will definitely be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Devil Bill Boggs. They said he got his unholy powers by standing on a certain hill, and then he would shoot the sun, like with the gun, <laughs> and then he would curse God and bless the devil, and then the earth would shake. And if he could um, stand there without falling over from the earthquake, he would walk away with powers like shape shifting and like bewitching guns and controlling animals. So those are the kind of stories that you get in Appalachia about different like witch people. I I love it all. I yeah. do too. Um, this is why people are afraid to hike in the Appalachian Trail. I think. Yeah, that and deliverance probably. Yeah, that probably didn't help. <laughs> yeah, either. that didn't help me. Yeah. All right. This well, has it, been so much fun. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we've got to have him back. Yeah, we'll we'll have to do it again. And um, I feel like there's probably a lot of stuff um, left untouched. There's, and the, there's this there's is actually like a what what do we call this? A cross podcast up. Oh, you mean have... because? Yeah. Uh, well, the apocryphals uh, I mentioned on here before. Yeah. 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 So I was gonna say like we need to promote you. Oh, well, yeah. Thanks. Let's plug, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, if people want to get in, you know, involved in your work, where, where all can they find it? Uh, yeah, if you want to listen to my podcast, uh, it's called Apocrypals, A-P-O-C-R-Y-P-A-L-S. And uh, it's about me and my friend Chris. And we read um, biblical texts. We read canonical and apocryphal texts from the Bible. We look at anything that we feel informs modern religious belief. And so um, sometimes, even though it's not in the real Bible, it might... Um, influence the way people view Satan or uh, angels or whatever, and we'll look at those things. And we don't go in order. We kind of do it uh, as interest takes us. So so we do cover, you know, regular Bible. Our most, um, our most recent episode was Revelation. It was a double-sized episode for episode 50, and so we... You can listen to us talk for two and a half hours about um, about Revelation. It is very and much a kind of historical look yeah, at, at it's, everything. It, we, do, we try to take we try to look at both the traditional and historical views of um, the book. We try to be respectful of everybody's um, views. We're not trying to be rude about it, and um, so we look at the different approaches. And so, on the one hand, I can say like it's a podcast where you can listen and learn what documentary hypothesis is, or you can learn um, the difference between dispensationalism and you know amillennialism or whatever. And you go, oh, that sounds fascinating. Saying, but at the, at the same time, it's really a show where we try to explain where the, the concept is we say if you can understand Star Wars, you can understand the Bible, right? And um, the kind of the foundational statement of the show was that uh, we, would, we said uh, Paul is an apostle the same way that Captain America is a founding Avenger. And if that sentence makes sense to you, then you're the correct audience for um, Apocrypals. Yeah, we use comic books and Star Wars and wrestling to explain the Bible. <laughs> and um, But we also explain le- uh, you know, legitimate academic uh, approaches. And so you, uh, you can learn about, yeah, you can learn about the two-source hypothesis of the Gospels, but you can also hear us talk about, you know, wrestling we're gonna thank finish up with that so andrew, andrew yeah. has no you all st- you all keep we'll, talking we'll keep talking yeah no you're yeah. good thank i andrew has a show a to go oh, thank time. you so thank yes, you so much i enjoyed this so much <laughs> yes 
All right. Bye, Andrea. We'll see you on the out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so uh, the Apocrypals podcast, but then you also have a very um, uh, active Tumblr. Or uh, that's true. Pseudo uh, active. Yeah, somewhat. Tumblr, <laughs> Tumblr is, in general is kind of on the way out a little bit. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Benito underscore Sereno, um, B-E-N-I-T-O underscore C-E-R-E-N-O. Um, I'm on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Um, you can find me there. If you read comics, um, I have plenty of comics on comicsology.com. You can search for my name and you can find the stuff there. I write some horror comics. I write a lot of comedy stuff as well, some superhero stuff, um, different different things. Um, I think it's likely that we'll, we may have you back in December to discuss um, Christmas absolutely. myths and stuff Please because you that. are a huge fan of yeah. Christmas and Christmas mythology. Christmas is one of my main things as I like to say it's probably um, yeah Christmas mythology is a thing I'm uh, very commonly asked to talk about um, I'm I'm a regular consultant on the weird Christmas podcast you can check that out as well all right nice and there. and you can search YouTube for your uh, awful Christmas playlist what's it, what's it what do you call it uh, um, garbage Christmas garbage Christmas there yeah. we go yeah um, I've been subjected to it a few times and it is something yeah, it, yes, it really, I made, yeah, there's two different ones. You can find them. It's the absolute worst of the worst Christmas songs I could find, yeah. <laughs> right, Benito. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming on. And like I said, if anybody wants to reach out, they can find you on Twitter, and um, they can find you on your old podcast. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I had a great time. All right. Well, Andrea, did you enjoy that? Oh, I did. Well, you saw how excited I got for the whole. I know, Raph. Raffinesque. Yeah. Only I, because I did that story and it was so interesting. I did not even know that that was a thing. Right and in it's, our backyard. You know, yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, that's something that people can actually go check out for themselves. And while you're there, I don't know if I mentioned this during the podcast because that was recorded like last week or something, but um, their campus has switched and they have a new food the company. Food? Yeah. And I did a story on that not too long ago and they had a day where they they made everything locally. Everything was made from food sourced within 150 miles of the cafeteria. And it was incredible. Like the same people that, um, the same food company that works for Google and Twitter and Facebook and all those huge companies is now at Transy. Wow. And like, it was the best food I've ever had. And the fact that like, it's all local. So it's, they're not making the same things they made in California because they're making whatever is here. Locally sourced ingredients. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that's pretty neat, and to, and to be able to get it from local farmers. And it's and stuff. open to the public, so you can go anytime. And I'm pretty sure dinner's like maybe ten bucks, maybe, and it's all you can eat, which was a huge issue for me when I was in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. why, like every cafeteria, I guess, is like that in school, and I gained so much weight. You, you would always hear people talk about, you know, just kind of put down cafeteria food, but the uh, cafeteria, cafeteria at EKU. Food. Well, in the cafeteria at EKU, I don't maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe I don't have a lot of experience, but I always thought it was great, and I, I was always I'm, happy to eat there. And, same. Yeah. Same. Hmm. And I would always bring, like, baggies and get extra cereal to take home because you know we're cheap, obviously. <laughs> I know that. I know you know. Speaking of being cheap, you said your favorite thing, cheapskate. I should remind okay. you that. Okay. Okay. It actually doesn't have anything to do with being a cheapskate, okay. but my favorite thing this week is just my mom and, like, the funny things she does and says. So Kristen Kennedy has fallen in love with my mother. Okay. She asked her for advice. My mom works at Stone Gallery in Nicholasville. Nice. <laughs> Shameless plug. If you need granite, go see Mama Lindsay. <laughs> we'll see if we can get a new sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. I promise. <laughs> I know her boss. Not it's that. not going to happen. But um, 
So it's it's just funny that her and Kristen have gotten so close because Kristen's looking in the market for granite. Mm. So she was talking to my mom and they're just best of friends now. Two peas in a pod. And Kristen says, you know, she's my favorite walker, which I should take offense to, but I don't because my mom is hilarious. <laughs> and I, I like her more than I like myself too. Like, well, all right. So I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But she calls yesterday and is like, oh my gosh, someone ran into my boss's house. And... Kristen goes, Vincent? And I'm like, okay, you two are getting way too close that you know her boss's first name. Okay. See, I heard that in the newsroom the other day whenever somebody was like, well, this information is coming from Andrea's mom. And I said, what? I was like, don't trust it. Don't trust it. But um, basically, I was like, well, where is it? I was like, that sounds like something we may go cover. And she's like, I think he lives on on Cheapskate Drive. And I was like, that's not a thing. Yeah. You're like, first off, I should be living there. Right. Right. She's like, well, that's what it is. She truly believed that's what it was. And the sad thing is, I quickly knew what she meant, which was Chesapeake. And I'm like, it takes a crazy person to understand a crazy person so we can effectively communicate. I speak crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it was Chesapeake. But (laughs) anyway, her boss is fine. Everybody's fine. But somebody ran through his garage door. saw the pictures. Hit his wife's car, which then... Hit the house, oh so it was quite a mess. That is pretty. He insane. was not happy. Oh, something else we didn't talk about at the beginning. We anchored together. We did, and, and we, Victor hated it. And we, I didn't hate it, and I've we even come to realize it. it. It was my expectations because I thought it would be like us just here having a good time, right? But what I got was business, Andrea. I'm I got very, no, very I, and that's the thing. You were very serious and very professional, and just on top of things. And I think I just wasn't used to that. <laughs> you were so confident that I was like, "What's going on here?" I don't understand. No, I always think you're competent, but you were just like, "No, we're we're looking through scripts. We're doing this. We're doing this. Yeah. I don't really have time to chit chat. I'm I'm taking care of business." And I know. You know you what? And Chris Bailey. Well, see, I, I could learn a thing or two. That's that's what I'm saying. I. It's harder here than I guess it was in Bowling Green because there's so much more content. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's also a very different flow between the morning shows and the evening shows. Oh, very different. And it's just I could be familiar with my half hour shows yeah. before going on set, so I could have more fun. But with when you're here and a lot of things come in at the last second, so mm-hmm. it feels like you you're never fully caught up. You're like reading ahead, like the break before you're yeah, about that's, to read. That's usually it, I'm reading ahead a block ahead, which is tough. I mean. That's kind of scary to go live on TV reading something cold. Mm-hmm. So I try not to because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've made some some good bloopers doing that. Right. But so, I, I have been trying. And I, I love writing. And I yeah. think I still have that producer bone in my body that I like to use every now and then. So like I love getting in and rewriting scripts and trying to make them sound like myself, which I think some people don't love. <laughs> Obviously, and I don't mean any offense by it. You know, I'm not. But saying you want to sound the way here. you sound. You want to, yeah. when you're talking, you want them to be your words, right? And yeah. I'm like, I'm not saying I'm a better writer than anyone else, but nobody's going to be a better writer for me mm-hmm. than me. Yeah, you know, and that's not a knock on anybody. I just know sense. how I speak. No one yeah. knows me better. I think I do a lot of my editing on the fly, literally as yeah. I'm reading, which uh, sometimes doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I try many times, and then I will talk myself into a circle and just be like, I don't know. I gotta <laughs> I can't back this get out up. Of yeah. This. So, um, yeah, that was so. And then um, as this comes out, this may come out before or after we've done it, but we're we're going to be anchoring together again tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. When Barb got sick. I know. Get, yeah. get better, Barb. And yeah, uh, she has filled in for Amber while Amber's been gone to Hawaii. It's always fun anchoring with Barb, but yeah, yesterday she sounded a little hoarse. I had and, uh, I was already preparing to do the ten in the noon today, and I yeah. guess I didn't think about the evening shows. I forgot she's filling in all night, so 
uh, it makes sense, I guess. I probably should have thought that through a little more. Maybe we should. I, it's kind of like maybe I wouldn't have done the mornings at all and just coming in and do the evenings. But well, this is the time of year whenever everybody starts taking vacations. vacations yeah, in, mm-hmm. in chunks because there are certain blocks where we're none. Of, if you anchor, you are not allowed to take vacation. Right. Essentially. So we all have to kind of circle around each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's sweep, why you'll sweep. see I think people stretches, are familiar with that concept. Which, which isn't as big a thing anymore because no. we kind of do ratings year-round. Right, which so, I like. Yeah, I do too. It's more accurate. Yeah. The new rating system. I agree. Right, I agree. Good. All right, what's your favorite thing? My favorite thing is a uh, new wrestling promotion. Okay. All Elite Wrestling, AEW. They've got a show on TNT on Wednesday nights now, AEW Dynamite. It's done by... Cody Rhodes, although he's not allowed to use the last name Rhodes because uh, WWE trademarked his full name. Um, anyway, the son of Dusty Rhodes. Okay, I've heard him, of him. Kenny Omega, who's famous in Japan. He's Canadian, although he's actually Canadian. And the Young Bucks. They started their own promotion along with Tony Khan, um, who, whose father is the owner of the, or his family owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And they also own a uh, football club in London, I believe. So... Long story short, Cody got fired from w- or asked to be let go from WWE. Uh, there was some writer who told them that they couldn't sell out an arena because he he made some comment about he felt like there was enough going on in independent wrestling that they could sell out an arena. And some well known writer said that's not true. You couldn't do that. He's like, fine, we'll see it. So they Ooh. he and these other guys put up the money to rent out the Sears Center mm-hmm. in Chicago, mm-hmm. and they. Put up, they created their own event, and they put up tickets, and it sold out in like half an hour. Wow. And it was so popular that they had a second one. And then that, and then the guy who owned the Jaguars basically came forward and was like, you know, we could start our own wrestling company. And so now they've got a show on TNT every Wednesday night. Chris Jericho left WWE and joined oh. them. Oh, my. Yeah, John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. I've um, heard that name, too. There you I go, don't know yeah. why I know all these names. So they, uh, Dustin's brother... It was Gold Dust in the WWE. I've heard that too. He's okay. now there. Yeah. Okay. And so it's just it's it reminds me a lot of it's it's interesting because it's it's kind of old school the way they they do it. They don't really reference you know one of the hard parts with being a WWE fan is they're constantly like check us out on social media and and just I don't know they're always it always feels like a show right and all the everything's Overly really scripted produced. yeah yeah whereas this one is a lot more organic Barton Bill who never watched or who watched wrestling in the nineties but got away from it has started watching that. Oh. So we'll talk about it sometimes. So they're going old school. Yeah. So uh, their thing is they've they brought in a lot of lapsed fans, who've uh, who've come back. And the issue is it's on Wednesday night, the same night as NXT, which was WWE's like developmental product, but then it became mm. its own brand. And it's NXT is probably the best wrestling in the world right now. But those are pretty much the only two I watch right now. I've, I've given up on the main product because Kofi Kingston lost his title to Brock Lesnar in six seconds. It made me mad. And I was six like, I'm done seconds? with this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, after a year-long reign of just, you know, he won at WrestleMania last year, almost year-long. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was very aggravating. So Mr. X really likes, uh, what's it called? UFC? Yeah, how'd you know that? Because that's kind of the a corollary if somebody right. isn't really big into wrestling, but they like other well, stuff. Well, I'm just amazed. And Cain Velasquez from USC just joined WWE. Okay. <laughs> 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 Anywho, um, he paid... Sixty dollars. Yeah, I mean, I've watched him do it twice. Sixty dollars for the... a pay per view, mm-hmm. and many of these fights end in six seconds. The main event. Yeah, and I'm just like, you're gonna. I... People, I mean, you know, it doesn't take much. I mean, to you knock get more than out. one fight. Like there are a lot of pre pre events. Yeah. To the main, but 
I just... There was I a was, huge UFC boom for a while. Right. You were surprised that he spent that much money? Yes. Well, you, that's, that hurts my heart, but it, I just couldn't believe it. That's, that's too much of a risk for me. I need to get my money's worth. That's why I got fat in college. When I go to a buffet, I want a buffet. Oh, <laughs> I want to get funny. my money's worth. I don't well, want see, six seconds. No, that's, that's I why. I want a salad at a buffet. That's why I had the WWE Network, because it was $10 a month, and you got all the pay-per-views. I let that lapse because I can watch NXT on Hulu. Still, that makes a lot got, more sense to me. I got tired of them, Oof. them getting my money. I just is a principal thing. Mm, I see. But anyway, see. AEW Dynamite on Wednesday nights. Look it up. That's my favorite thing this week. And yours is your mom and Kristen Kennedy's relationship. Yes, and just my mom's craziness. She awesome. keeps me entertained constantly. Well, I love that. All right. Well, Andrea, um, we'll be back next week with a talk our our last Halloween episode, I believe. Yeah, I think so. We're coming to an end. All right. Well, it's been a fun, spooky month. Bye, Andrea. Bye.